Hello and welcome to Quad Trivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in Chicago. And then Brittany says... (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brittany, a.k.a. Ginny Pond on Twitch. I'm Jacob Pine with Hindsight Trivia in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm Jason, at least for now, with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago and wherever uh, finer beers are sold. (laughs) Brittany, did you fall asleep on us there for a second? (laughs) Nope, I just was on the wrong part of the notes and forgot I put myself second. What a (laughs) tremendously empowering beginning to this episode. 70 episodes in and it's clear we still don't know how to do the show we designed from the ground up. This is going great. This is what the people came for. Yeah. Yes. And we're all color-coded now, too. <laughs> like <laughs> It used to just be a list of names so you could get lost, and now it's bright and shiny and colorful. Oh, is it? You know what it is? Is yeah. I normally put... Oh, no. I normally put myself as green, but I thought green worked so well for the Riddler, so I thought I'd give it to Jeff this time. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And I, I see you, you gave me gray. I'm going to put uh, on my yeah, Riddler it, hat. It's, it's the most pink shade of gray I could find. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to visualize a color that I've in 40 years have never been able to visualize any color and it's just not coming to me <laughs> yeah. did you make me orange because I'm a, a basic pumpkin bitch no because nothing <laughs> are you a basic Jacob. pumpkin bitch too um, I can be yeah no I did orange because that's one of your primary colors on your trivia logo is orange I thought I like the pumpkin bitch better yeah, pumpkin bitch works. I'm a pumpkin bitch. Jacob S. Pumpkin bitch. Got it. <laughs> the S stands for spice. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> I guess, Jason, have you talked about your colorblindness on the podcast before? I feel like it's come up a half a dozen times okay, or so. Okay, because other- otherwise people are going to be like, what are you talking about the pinkest shade of gray? Yeah, I'm not so much a person <laughs> as I am a collection of weird quirks that I won't shut up about. <laughs> Uh, in fact, I appeared uh, over the weekend, and Brittany did too, for what it's worth, on uh, a, another trivia show that, you know, they're they're nice. They're good people. Let's shout them out. I appeared on uh, Trivial Warfare Blitz this weekend, uh, and one of the premises is when you introduce yourself, you have to give five words that describe you, and I believe mine were Deadpool, rum, dresses, feet pics. <laughs> that's about I, right. It, yeah, if that's... I recall correctly, that was exactly what you said. <laughs> If I was trying to guess who that was, it would most definitely be Jason. Oh, yeah, we can name that toot in one note. Yeah. Feet <laughs> yeah. picks alone probably would have done it. But yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting being known as the feet picks guy because you don't get the feet picks you want. You only get the ones you deserve. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> part about it. <laughs> like, I'll be in a, a shit posting group or something and somebody will post like monster shaped high heels. And I know, okay, 30 seconds from now, I'm going to get three tags on this. it's like we get it toes are cool or whatever like i think i've leaned into this so hard that it stopped being a bit and now defines me in weird ways i don't know how i feel about that you commit to bits hard jacob how do you feel about feet this is now a kink podcast oh god you know that i absolutely hate feet like hate them i hate my own feet i have a hard enough time washing my own feet in a shower or bath how do you feel so about meters? You, so when you made, and this is just me ranting for a minute, when you made that horrible emoji on your Twitch with the feet, uh, I about threw amazing up. Amazing emoji, sir. <laughs> threw mm-hmm. up. I put more work into that than I put into my own company logo, <laughs> all right? 
Well, I mean, uh... Jason, if it makes you feel any better, Jason, at least that's something like kind of fun that you could goof around with. Mine just starts fights because my quirk is that like I refuse to let anybody tell me that a hot dog inside of a bun <laughs> is not a sandwich. And I will I will bring fisticuffs into it. Like if you start telling me about what is and is not a sandwich, I get very upset and I will focus in on that for the rest of the evening. <laughs> yeah, even though you're at your own housewarming party and I'm coming yes. up with more and more contrived things. I think at yes. one point I asked if you're playing poker and you happen to be the fourth Earl in Hawaii, is that a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I think it matters on if you have bread encapsulating you. Yes. Bread encapsulation is the important bit. I'm telling all the listeners right now, Google the cube theory of food and you will understand exactly why Jeff and I will never get along when it comes to what is and isn't a sandwich. <laughs> so oh, is but, a corn dog a oh sandwich? I was it's encapsulated in bread. He no, answered not. this at the it's party. Breaded. Yeah. It's breaded. It's not encapsulated in bread. It's breaded. It's a batter. All right. So okay, like but a chicken what about, wing the, what about those ones that you see on? It's on only. Like, Facebook hacks where people take the bread and they roll it out flat and then they wrap the thing in the piece of bread and then they fry that. Uh, <laughs> Is that a sandwich? Because it's uh, bread. It, I guess it would be contextual to that no. specific recipe. He's not even consistent now. He's just making up the rules. Of the <laughs> no, I'm not making up the Look, rules. Look, the important thing is it's only a sandwich if it's from the Cornwall region of England. Otherwise, it's just a <laughs> breaded hot dog. It's yeah, it's it's a, a protected designation. You can only <laughs> anything outside of there. They just ignore the rules, and everybody from you know, Cornwall is like these guys. They don't know what sandwiches are. They're having sparkling uh, breaded food. <laughs> Honestly, that wouldn't surprise me because I just learned yesterday that in order for something to get a designation as frozen custard, as opposed to ice cream or gelato, it does have to contain a certain amount of egg yolk in the recipe, like ice cream. And gelato, eggs are there or they're not there. They don't mm. have to be there. They just mm -hmm. usually are. For it to be frozen custard, it specifically has to have a certain amount of egg yolk in it. See, so, like, I feel like I knew that, but I didn't know like... it was like a protected designation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think I've and always known that things... that's the distinctive difference between custard and other frozen treats, but not that it's like law or canon yeah, it, or what have you. It's, I think it's like FDA specified, like yeah. in order it's... for you to call it that. So, so is that's that why gelato is not vegan? <laughs> Milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's one of the things that confuses things even more is because companies, uh, they'll argue about like what Taco Bell makes because it's it's a quick serve fast food place that serves Mexican food, but they're designated as oh, like right. a sandwich place so mm. that malls right. will say you can't have a sandwich place that close to another sandwich place. Even though they don't sell sandwiches, they don't sell tortas, which is Mexican well. And then, sandwiches. like in the UK, Subway is not considered a sandwich place because, by yeah. their definition it's of sandwiches, dessert. it's dessert. It's oh, because, because the bread, bread has, has too much sugar, sugar in it. In it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this: quesadillas, Jeff? Uh, quesadillas are cousins to sandwiches. Okay. Oh, now, assuming oh, you use like the go. two tortilla method as a now there's to the a family tree. Flip over. There is. There's binomial <laughs> nomenclature. We've had this discussion <laughs> on my Facebook page. <laughs> Telling you, Google can you write theory. me a dichotomous key for sandwiches? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay. We, I have I have families and clades and all sorts of fun stuff. God. But now, family crests. Now, important, <laughs> or family crusts. That, oh, oh, <laughs> that the mnemonic for taxonomy is king philip came over saturday giving sandwiches so well, there you go do we I need to friday. be specific oh sorry it's uh 
Yeah, you're right. Dear King Philip came over Friday giving sandwiches. I just saved us 30 <laughs> emails. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> because again, as we all know, what's the best way to get retention as a trivia host? Say something wrong publicly. <laughs> or ask a douchey true false question and then have people boo you. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean you turn turn yeah. booing into your special power. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that uh, question from your game yesterday real quick before we move oh, into sure. uh, yeah. round table? <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah, I uh, asked a question yesterday that seemed to be, you know, beloved by all people who love to use a boo counter, um, <laughs> which was true or false. Um, let me get the exact wording because that's important for this. <laughs> it was uh, true or false. In September 1752. Um, true. True. The British people rioted, accusing the government of stealing 20 days from their lives. Now, I should note this was in a round called This Week in Quiztory. So September is accurate. Um, yeah, she yeah, sent me so this one after false. the fact. I wasn't in the game. And I looked at it and I said, I believe my exact uh, response to that question was, this is either true or there is a very minute error in the question. And it turns out that there was a very minute error in the question. <laughs> because the British people did riot and it was in September 1752 and they did accuse the government of stealing days from their lives, but they only accused them of stealing 11. <laughs> not because it was the not switch. The it was the, no, it was the switch from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar. And yeah. in order to catch them up, they had to change it by 11 days. Um, originally when I wrote that question, I put three days, but I didn't want people coming at me and saying, well, technically three is included in the number 11. So even yeah, though you, you wanted 11, yeah, yeah, I, so I had to make I, it I bigger that than 11. For sure. So. Um, and I think I talked to you about this, uh, off mic. Mm -hmm. I, as, as the douchebag who does true false questions more regularly than most other trivia hosts, mm -hmm. I don't know that I loved that question in as much as you have a relatively obscure cool ass fact that you're asking about and that's mm -hmm. you know the british government you know saw riots because they stole days from the calendar due to the calendar change and that's mm -hmm. a fun thing to talk about and i feel like that would have been better done as a true question because it's intrinsically mm -hmm. absurd as opposed to making it false unnecessarily by changing what right. feels like it could be very much right but is a very nitpicky kind of element of the uh question to say oh well technically it's wrong Right. You know yeah. what I mean and on that? It, yeah. And in retrospect, yeah, it was one of those things where I wrote the question with the intent to come back and look at it again later. Okay. And then all of a sudden I was up against the time clock and I was like, you know what? Sure. It's just going to have to stand. So <laughs> fair enough on that. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, I I've don't been... mind the occasional douchey question to remind people that I'm not that nice <laughs> for people <laughs> who think that I am. Yeah. My experience just from reminder. this and opinion largely comes from the fact that I've been burned on Mm -hmm. so many true false questions because i got one very minor thing wrong and i've had to throw out probably five percent of the true false questions i've ever written because somebody will say my two favorite words in all of trivia um actually <laughs> uh this this country wasn't called this that week they changed their name a year later by law and i'm like well fuck now i gotta throw the whole thing out and it was such a cool question but you get to push your glasses up your nose and i hope you feel happy and Al Pacino didn't direct The Godfather. So it's <laughs> a whole other 
you don't don't need or want to know what that's a reference to and uh loyal listener if you do um remember we we love everybody here uh let's get into (laughs) the round table shall we indeed yeah i think we should uh would you like to present the topic oh god no this was your idea so i'm going to put you on the uh spot here oh well if i can um present the topic then i'll (laughs) present the topic in a if you could do a present that would be great (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) what kind of presentation should i give (laughs) is it my choice (laughs) yes (laughs) okay well uh, our topic tonight is presentation choices um so i see what you did there (laughs) I awkwardly segued. You did the best kind of segue. <laughs> if it makes you feel uh, any better, no, this was actually was kind say, of something that. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, if it makes you feel any better, I was gonna try and segue out of same like hot dog sandwiches by saying mm-hmm. you're presenting the hot dog in a bun. Speaking mm-hmm. of presentation, which would have been way worse. That's no, so, that's I mean, way better. <laughs> well, but then we wouldn't have got to talk about sandwich sandwich binomial nomenclature. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, nitpicking through false minutia. So, yeah. <laughs> just the, the, the sigh. The under the breath <laughs> the commentary from Jacob a, just made that better. A disappointed father. Just, oh, God. <laughs> All right, so. Sandwich trees. So, Brittany, you're bringing this topic to the roundtable of sorts. Uh, do you want to take a moment and kind of explain what you mean and what you would like us to cover as far as the uh, the term presentation choices is concerned, just kind of set sure. the table for us and go from there. Sure. Um, well, let me be clear that this was kind of prompted by something Jeff said, which was about whether you use slides or not to present your trivia game. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but I couldn't think of how to talk about that for like an hour. So <laughs> I thought uh, maybe expanding that into just like how you choose to present your game, like, and to an extent, I guess there is a little bit of game formatting in there, but just more of a, you know, maybe your presentation affects what kind of rounds you have, like especially unique rounds, or if you do picture rounds, or if okay. you do audio rounds. Also in there is like, how do you present yourself personally when it comes to things? And I also figured it would be interesting if we talk about does that change from venue to venue or platform to platform? Well, for me, it changed from year to year, but we can get into that in a future episode. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can get there into that in this episode if you want. <laughs> yeah, this is not the podcast to have that discussion about presentation. Let's go uh, something right. a little more <laughs> trivia centric. So, uh, yeah, the first note I'm seeing that you uh, gave us is format. So let's dig into that, I suppose. So and when you're saying when you're saying format, are you talking just the presentation format or just the overall format of the game? Yes. <laughs> just, yes yes to all of the well above. let's yeah you know, let's start we need we need a starting point here let's start with the presentation of one single question in a vacuum uh in the context that you're most familiar and most happy presenting so uh we'll start jacob i, I guess we'll start with you uh paint us a word picture about how one question in one of your games is presented to players so i i do the uh the very typical one question one answer type game for my game and uh you know that looks like um, a gate or a, a question being asked onto a phone or tablet or computer of some sort um, with a timer. Um, I don't do slides uh, because Trip now kind of does that work for me. Um, so <clears throat> I know that Jeff, you could you can you know say something to that a little bit later. <laughs> but um, if I do have 
an uh, a visual to go with it. Sometimes I will. I know Triv now does allow us an option to put either a picture or a GIF or anything like that in. Um, I don't normally do that because I find it to be distracting. And my crowd does not. Hmm. I have an older crowd at my venue. Um, okay. So they get distracted easily. And if something's <laughs> moving on the screen, they might like throw their phone into a trash bin. Oh, Lord. So, uh, so I have to be super careful with that. Um, and I am fortunate that I have a venue that has, you know, TV screens that I have access to the entire time. So I throw all my questions up on that uh, through TribNAS feature. So that's what it looks like on my end. Okay. So the big takeaway I'm getting from that is you have um, kind of a bestable world's presentation you have something that everybody not just the players can see uh assuming they're in the room they have good access to the to the sight lines for the television but that your players also have you know a localized they can look at it very easily uh version of the question so you are presenting it visually which is key correct excellent um i mean you and i are cut from the same cloth as far as what our presentations are like so i'll kind of expand a little bit more uh even before the development of the greatest trivia app of all time, TrivNow, located in the Google App Store or Play Store of your choice. Uh, <laughs> I was using a software solution that I had written and iterated over the years that it didn't present it to teams locally because I network programming is hard and I didn't get paid enough. Uh, but it did present <laughs> all the questions on screen, uh, you know, in one or two or three TVs, depending on the venue, uh, in a format that was like visually coded into the software. So every question visually looked the same. They had the same font. They had the same uh, text size and, and background and everything. Um, mostly because when I write, I write in like a text file format and just let uh, software do the prettying for me. Um, I know, Jeff, you take a very different route on that. I do. Um, when I began, when I began hosting... Uh, 10 years ago, there was not a lot of audio video um, integration in a lot of the games in my area. Uh, a lot of it was the trivia host would stand in with a mic and read the question out loud and you'd write your answers on little scraps of paper or an answer sheet and they'd come around and pick them up from you or you'd turn them in at the end of the round. And if there was ever a picture round or anything like that, it was printed on a piece of paper you know, and so I wanted to do two things. I wanted to stand out mm -hmm. from other games in my area, and I wanted to not read the question a thousand times. So what I started doing is for each question that I asked, I would present a, uh, so it's up on all the TVs around the bar, uh, and anybody that's played my Twitch game uh, has seen these slides. Uh, I would create a picture slide for each question. The question would be in a text box on there, um, and the picture would either be something kind of related to or, you know, like if I'm asking a question about a specific preparation of food, maybe there would be like a nice picture of like really nice steak in the mm -hmm. background or, you know, just something that's like, this is a question about food, you know. Um, and it did two things. One, it allowed teams to read the questions to themselves once I had read it out loud once. So I would uh, change the slide, read the question out loud. The teams would have some time to answer the question. And if there's any questions about the question themselves, they could come speak to me about it. But everybody was able to reread it themselves if they wanted to go over a certain part of it. I didn't have to repeat it a bunch of times over the microphone. 
So that was that was always one of the things that um, I didn't like when I would go play is like once we had the question answered, it's kind of like, okay, let's, you know, we wanted to move on. I don't want to hear the mm -hmm. question a thousand more times. And the uh, the images allowed me to build in different types of clues to different questions. So instead of it just being just a question and a fancy picture, it could be just a question or a picture of someone with their face blurred out. And like, who is this, per you know, like, who is this person? So right. I could throw picture questions into regular round questions. Um, it also allowed me to play short movie clips and audio uh, that would you know, happen the same time as the question and stuff like that. It allowed a lot of control for me to make each question individual and interesting. Uh, there's people that have played with me the entire 10 years that I was hosting mm -hmm. that I'm sure have seen the same exact picture <laughs> of a wooden cutting board with some food on it that I use as the background for most of my food questions. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's stuff like that that I've used a thousand times, but when I, when I started doing this, it really set me apart from everybody because it was this big, colorful, very kind of artistically presented trivia game. So when it was, it was up on all, yeah yeah it, when it was up on all the screens in the bar it looked very nice it was colorful it blended in with uh with the uh games and you know like the football games and stuff that would be on right. in the background and stuff and it's actually a big reason i incorporated those elements into the software that i was writing too i wanted that splash that panache uh yeah. now a bad programmer so it looked like everything was running on like a commodore 64 in terms of the prettiness <laughs> but questions were still on the screen automatically and the scoreboard was being shown on the screen automatically and you would watch me with like a wireless keyboard inputting correct or incorrect answers for every team in real time and it would update on the screen and that was a big selling point uh especially around the time that you and i both started about you know mm -hmm. 10 11 years ago when yeah. the default presentation was uh guy with a list of questions uh and a microphone you know, golf pencils and, and <laughs> yeah. little slips of paper and like a microphone plugged into like a guitar amp style yep. pa so you know in a professional competitive industry like this in an entertainment industry that that spit and polish you can add to your presentation is going to go far now it's not as big a deal these days because somehow the fundamental difference between 2021 and 2010 is that people figured out technology in the last decade <laughs> I always thought people were way behind the curve on that in our industry, That's to be totally debatable. honest with you. That's debatable at my venue, but okay. <laughs> like, I'd go to places in 2017, 2018 that were, you know, we'll say analog, for lack of a better word. And I'm like, really? I've been doing this digitally for like eight years, and now I'm doing it even more digitally. And it absolutely feels like the future of the industry, um, you know, much yeah. the same way as like an automatic transition or transmission uh, became kind of the industry standard in the car industry. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I think that that's going to happen in an industry forever. You know, like if you take a look at the beginnings of karaoke and where it's at now, there's, mm -hmm. a, you know, there's way more differences. It used to just be TV screen with words on it that would, you know, would tell you what word you're supposed to be saying. And now they're now they're like pretty backgrounds and there's more mics and there's people that have like lighting rigs and stuff so, to make it so let me actually you know. jump in on this because you're in in my world at the moment yeah so the karaoke industry kind of went full circle twice initially <laughs> it was just uh background music like you know just instrumental music on like cassette tapes 
that yeah. people would sing to. And that's what you'd find, you know, back in the day at like Walmart. And then the advent of laser discs happened. And then the karaoke industry made a big shift to all their media being on Laserdisc, which allowed for video, not just showing the lyrics, but like honest mm. to God, full motion video backgrounds. It looked like you were watching uh, like a, a cheap 90s Chris Isaac style music video. <laughs> uh, so that's what you see when you used to go to like the kiosks in the mall in the 90s and 2000s and record yourself being a superstar. It was that kind of thing. And then those went away with the advent of figuring out how to put karaoke graphics onto a CD. And there just wasn't the the data channel to put anything but like basic text on there. And now that everything's moved more digitally again and things are being saved as like MP4 style videos, you're seeing the nice graphics come back. So we've mm -hmm. kind of gone through this cycle <laughs> twice now in the last 25 years. Well, I my my big takeaway from 10 years ago when I made the, the choice to do my game a little bit differently and I, I know I've spoken about it before, is that I've prepared 10 years worth of trivia games inside my presentation program. And so anytime I wanted to share or get those questions out of that, I have to copy paste them into something else. It becomes this giant hullabaloo of mm -hmm. me trying to get things from that presentation over someplace else. It makes it uh, infinitely harder to search for any past question that I've written. Um, and so if you are a young trivia host who is dreaming the dream of being a 10-year veteran and doing questions on slides, uh, take the initiative and write your questions first and then make them pretty on the slides. Yeah, Don't... kind of separate the presentation from the <laughs> yeah. content uh, for your own sanity. Yes, yes, very, very much. Well, it doesn't get much better if you never did it the way you did, because I have. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to do a count here real quick. Everything more or less that I've ever written lives in one folder on my computer called used quizzes. And that folder currently has, as I pull up a properties here, uh, 5,211 files in 41 distinct folders. Oh, God. It's great for doing a Windows style control F search. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. At some <laughs> point, I need to write a program that will condense everything into a database. And I know as members of the co-op, we've had the conversation before to try to do this yeah. large meta style database and get all the questions that we have the rights for uh, because we wrote them um, in one place. But the fundamental problem with that is, for instance, uh, Jeff, it would be a massive pain in the ass for you to turn your questions into something text based because of how yes. they're baked in presentation wise yes i have a big uh csv slash excel whatever program you use uh file that i've been slowly updating with all my mm -hmm. questions uh and i'm on season three of trivia which is the stuff from my third year okay uh so i have seven years of catch up <laughs> to, to do before that is something I feel like, like it's a brad pitt follow-up movie <laughs> oh, god <laughs> But I, where the... he puts ketchup on his sandwiches. <laughs> oh God! Let's. <laughs> All right, we we're trying to stay on track. Let's not. <laughs> let's not talk about ketchup and hot dogs and sandwiches. Did, did, Jeff's head is exploding <laughs> at the concept of combining two hot button issues simultaneously. Oh, goodness gracious! Um, While listening to ska. Yes. Oh, always, always listening to ska. Um, going back to presentation format, one of the good things about uh, the way that I presented things is that, is that it allowed me to do a variety of different types of rounds 
without printing out a bunch of shit. So um, I was able to do full picture rounds in full color on the screens and people would just have to fill out an answer sheet and answer sheets are way easier to print out by the thousands rather than a whole bunch of color copies or anything like that. I was able to do uh, like left and right matching rounds. If anybody remembers those from like grade school, mm -hmm. like here's a list of things on the left. What's the thing on the right that goes with them? Um, I was able to do all sorts of different stuff like that just because of my specific format, how I presented. Um, and I know that that's not the case for everybody. Uh, but th does anybody else have anything that goes hand in hand with their style of presentation that um, works in that same fashion? Yeah. Before I kind of answer that, I do want to just uh, circle onto the last thing that you said, which is talking about different question styles that work well in like a pen and paper context. And I miss slash regret the fact that uh, the presentation and the software and everything I've used for the last 10 years just doesn't lend itself to be able to do that well. Yeah. It is it is a big kind of gap on my end. All my questions have to be text-based. I have the functionality in theory to do like multimedia style questions, but they're either uh, harder to write because I've been writing this style of question for 10 years, or uh, they're logistically difficult to pull off in a live setting, especially when I'm trying to teach one of my other uh, hosts and staff members. It's like, hey, you know, we've never done a music question before uh, that played actual music. So here's the five steps you're gonna have to do for this one question because I felt froggy on a Monday. Um, <laughs> so when you don't have a hard baked style presentation system, it opens up your option space. So there is definitely something to be said for the flexibility in something like that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I, I remember, I haven't done one of these questions in quite some time, but I used to do a halftime question where it was like, uh, I don't remember what it was a children's program where they'd show you uh they'd show you a video and then talk about like, did you see this thing in the video or could you find, look for the red hat or something mm -hmm. like that. And I would do that. I would play like a music video front to back. And then the next slide would be like, here's five questions about the, you know, gone fishing video from Weezer. Like where was the drummer hiding from Miss Piggy? Or some, you know, like I think you did one of these uh, rounds on your Twitch stream, and I think I played it because that sounds super familiar. Yeah, the, there's a a couple times I've revisited revisited that, but the the only real downside to that is I prefer to use music videos from a bands that I like and b I believe make good music. Um, and so just none, real big fish, got it? Yeah, so it's all real <laughs> big fish videos. Um, <laughs> But the, the real downside to it is very few bands are currently producing new videos in the way that they used to, where every single has a video and mm. each video is slightly different. It's not just band performing in an interesting place. It's, you know, there's a story or something like that. Like Foo Fighters always had really good videos. Weezer always had really good videos. Oh, no doubt. Well, there's always, you know, No, no industry, doubt also maybe. had good videos. Yes, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> uh, okay, go famous oh, yeah. for keeping the genre yeah. alive yeah. right now but it, it makes it tough when you're grabbing videos from the 90s that have like they look like they were captured on a two megapixel potato you know and people are trying to find like little you know it's hard to say hey look at this really closely and pay attention and it just looks like you know granulated and like lightly original blurred. youtube era yeah stuff. exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. uh britney i don't think we've talked to you at all about your presentation for cozy quiz you want to take a moment and get into that uh I mean, I, I 
came in using Triv now, and that's what I still use. So the nature of my question does tend to be very text-based. Mm-hmm. I occasionally do a round that's a photo round. I've not tried um, audio rounds because I just don't know how I would work those into my game anyway. And I haven't really done any moving picture rounds, just straight up. I can push the picture to your device and you can see it there. I, you know, but even my pictures have text on them. So I Mm -hmm. guess technically it's still text based. (laughs) Like I don't do like a picture round where it's like I've played like Corey's rounds where he'll like mash together two different celebrities and you have to tell him which two <laughs> celebrities are mashed together yeah i've seen and those that, and they, they infuriate they're a little terrifying non-visually centered <laughs> yeah, trivia feature yeah. in my head um but like i've done a couple different styles of photo rounds where uh like my very first ever photo is uh ryan gosling memes if you remember the hey girl memes from the <laughs> i remember early this round 2010s. i love this round talk <laughs> about this round and i wrote uh hey girl style pickup lines uh with words that sound dirty but aren't and then i would ask a follow-up question that was related (laughs) to the picture so the picture was just flavor text to an extent Mm -hmm. um but it was like uh it was you know it was one of those things people enjoyed the photos of it so it was like like one of them that I asked was like, hey, girl, I'll show you my Johnson and Johnson if I can see that AstraZeneca. <laughs> and it was uh, Ryan Gosling is shooting his shot by mentioning two brands of a famous quartet. Name the other two. So, yeah, that uh, that question yeah. was a, a level of sublime beauty that I'm <laughs> mad at you for doing better than I would have. Frankly. <laughs> um, but I do want to kind of focus on this element of it. The nice thing about a round like that was mm-hmm. not it was a general knowledge round. Let's be honest. It had a light mechanics element to it, but what that round really was about and something that is missing uh, in a lot of trivia presentations that you do very well. uh, I will give credit to geeks who drink, who do this very well as well, as well is they have a certain aesthetic uh, in certain rounds or in their games in general, that's very evocative. And I know that probably of the four of us, Brittany, at least as far as your Twitch game goes, you lean very specifically into that, aesthetic uh do you want to talk about the aesthetic of your uh, cozy quiz uh the idea of it being cozy or i'm not uh, yeah uh yeah um, no the word cozy kind of defines yeah. your game yeah it uh, uh the cozy aesthetic is very um well it kind of originated because originally i was a late night streamer and now i'm actually going to afternoons for quizzes but <laughs> we still have cozy afternoons so Absolutely. but it's very much a um, I mean, my tagline is grab your favorite drink, grab your favorite blanket, pants are optional. Um, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> the idea was just to create an environment where people would just feel cozy to mm-hmm. be themselves. I do have it rated mature because I want people to feel free like they can say anything in the channel. And I know when there's people who are, uh, you know, well, I say mature, I mean, 18 plus. Right. I can't control the maturity level of my crowd. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you know, when there's kids involved, people tend to monitor what they say. Uh, and, you know, I, I just want people to feel like they can relax when they're in the quiz. So to an extent, the aesthetic also affects the type of questions I write, because if something is going to be kind of a major downer, 
I don't ask it because it's like, you know, it's not that it's not an important trivia fact, but it's just I don't like going out of that cozy mode unless I can't avoid it. So like yesterday's stream, for example, I actually started off the stream by saying we're going to get a little uncozy for a second because I wanted to talk about uh, the struggle of um, the, the struggle of the last week world in general and just how that has affected people's mental health and mm-hmm. uh, and you know just people I knew were struggling and I had been struggling too and it's like I wanted to take a moment to talk about you know if you're struggling reach out or you know or if you're not struggling like be kind because uh, it takes like it mm-hmm. it takes effort to be kind sometimes but it costs literally nothing to be kind and it's and I was like, I know this isn't cozy to talk about, but it's, you know, the world isn't always cozy. You know, I love creating a cozy environment for people to just kind of be able to chill for a couple hours and play a quiz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my format seems like it would be quick, but I usually end up streaming for about two hours because we just kind of end up getting into like chatting and stuff. So it's. Um, yeah, the social element is, yeah. is almost equal parts the actual game that you've uh, prepared right so and you know it because i've created that environment or i've tried to create that environment where people can feel free to say whatever or be themselves we end up having a lot of fun and it you know it does end up leading to things like the ryan gosling round where yeah i'm actually (laughs) going to awkwardly hit on you for a bit but in such a way that I can ask a follow-up <laughs> trivia question about it and not actually, you know, and I remember when I was playtesting this round, um, I was sending it to people and I was trying to make sure that the way I worded things wasn't going to come off as like making people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause there's, there's a line in between playfully, um, you know, there's a whole thing in my channel about pearl clutching and <laughs> it's, it's a, you know, it's actually a thing I think carried over from either Jason or Jeremy's stream where I used to just make the joke that I was clutching my pearls <laughs> whenever somebody said something slightly suggestive. But then I just turned it into a whole thing on my channel. No, I, so. I think that you've built within your, your professionality uh, a layer that allows you to kind of lean into the awkwardness of doing something like that. Like your Ryan Gosling puns were trivial and objectively for the context of pickup lines they were terrible and i think that that allowed you the latitude to be able to do this in a fun and and non-problematic way right right because i don't i don't think anyone's gonna really think that this is an actual pickup line which is Mm. hey girl are you east african geography because i'd like to touch Djibouti. so (laughs) i'm telling you that would slay on tinder though Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so that's just, uh, that kind of does lead into the creating an aesthetic for your presentation. Do you guys find that you've created an aesthetic for your channel that, or, uh, or your games that carries over into live environments, or do you kind of keep the aesthetic more to the online and, um, like, how does that change when you go from a you can't see anyone you're interacting with format to a, hey, people can see you and interact with you in real time kind the, of? 
the uh, the the games that I do online compared to my live games are just a series of cobbled together callback references and memes at this point. Um, <laughs> I, I'm the guy who wears silly hats and drinks rum out of a bottle and you know encourages people to boo him on every true false question and and things like that. Those are all just things that organically happen for community growth and in group feeling kind of vibes over the last year and a half online. And there to a point is the same thing in my live presentation. Um, you can tell at various points in a game where the old teams are versus the new teams, be it get rates are so different on a very unique question style or, um, you know, the boo thing originated at a live show. And you can always tell if somebody has been to a live show before because they're, they're quick on the ball to boo me whenever true or false comes up, that <laughs> kind of stuff. But really it's, it's nothing that I went in with the intent to have be the, the fundamental aesthetic of my channel or my games. Uh, those aspects, I really chalk up to having spent years and years trying to be, for lack of a better word, professional, for coming off smooth and polished and like I'd done this a thousand times before because truthfully I had in, in some cases. Uh, and being in a competitive market where I know that, you know, there's a bar three bars down where somebody has been hosting karaoke for 25 years. And, you know, if they're going to be the the old stalwart, I'm going to be the the guy who, you know, puts the professionality into the presentation of everything. And then I realize that that comes off fraudulent sometimes. And it seems like I'm making an effort to be a version of myself that isn't authentic uh, and once I kind of made that realization, um, I, I just lean into the me aspects of my own personality. It's not that I'm changing the channel, I'm turning the volume up. Uh, and that's really what describes my aesthetic. I don't know about uh, Jeff and Jacob. Jacob, how about you? Do you have aesthetics? Or have yeah, they come to Kentucky yet? Tr trying to think. I don't have those. I don't, I don't have that. I haven't bought it yet. Um, <laughs> he needs that I, plug in. It was it was yeah, exactly. I was I've been trying to figure out my shtick or aesthetic or whatever uh, for a long time, and honestly, I'm not sure I have one just because I'm not super creative. Um, you you my, do you do? It's the hindsight question. Yeah, like, but that yeah. doesn't. Yes, and that's that's the only thing that I have taken over into my live game that I had from my virtual game, but on at least on the virtual side, there was a visual aspect to it as well, where I had the, the cut, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? Animation that would, you know, put the pro trapper, whatever it's called, the, the Raptor, mm -hmm. Raptor trapper, uh, <laughs> in front of the your Ruffle face. Copter, and, gotcha. <laughs> Ruffle copter, exactly. Uh, and you know, so I can't take that over into my, and I'm not even sure that my people even understand that, that shtick, but, uh, you know, I, I, I have a very dry sense of humor and I, I use that to my advantage when I am hosting because I kind of have almost the, the Ben Stein, um, Bob Newhart style. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of reading the question, but there's hints of sarcasm everywhere. I don't laugh at anything. Um, you know, so I think that, that is kind of my biggest shtick if I have one, but it's not anything to, to, to go on about, I guess. But the important thing is it's you and it's authentic and people enjoy Correct. it. Correct. I don't I don't have a character, you know, I don't yeah. try to be something I'm not for an hour and a half. I just am me. And it obviously works because I have good turnout at my live show. So I'm <laughs> oh, what's that like? That. <laughs> <laughs> well, people people here don't think are as cautious about COVID as they are in Chicago. Uh, so. yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. 
I did have a follow-up question though for, sure. for Jeff. Um, yes. Let's say, for example, you went to a venue one night and the TVs just didn't work. Mm-hmm. How would you pull off your show that it's such a heavy visual thing? I think I can answer this a little bit on his behalf. He would cry. <laughs> yes. And he would reach uh, out to me and say, hey, do you know what's going on? Yes. Uh, you forgot the run to the farthest stall in the bathroom before cry. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I feel like I, we've had this conversation. Yeah, I, I can and have had that happen to me where the way that I had things integrated at the bar where I hosted, uh, everything plugged into the wall right behind me. I plugged in my sound system and I plugged in the HDMI out from my computer and it just went to all the TVs and stuff. And there have been times where the audio wasn't working and there have been times where the video wasn't working and both are different and terrifying things to happen. But the good thing about the video not working is that if that's the case, I can just run the game from my computer the same way that I used to or the same way that others used to, where I would just reread the question a bunch of times and there wouldn't be a pretty picture and fingers crossed I didn't have a visual round that week. Um, But worst case scenario... I would just reread the question. I, you know, there wouldn't be anything to look at, but I'd read the question a couple times, give people a little bit more time to answer. And if there was a visually based round of some sort, um, I would either drop it from from the game and just say, we'll come back to this when the TVs work. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would maybe figure out some way to ask a one-by-one type of thing about that, like, this used to be an identify the movie round. What if it's a identify the movie for me badly describing the picture that I'm looking at? <laughs> <laughs> that could you be know. fun. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, so I you, mean, those you, are... you always have a contingency plan is what you're saying. I mean, there's always, well, a oh, I don't think that was a plan. I think yeah, that was a it's, really it's nice never, save. It's never always a plan. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's just, this is what I'm able to do at this moment. Right. And, you know, once that's happened a couple of times, you're like, okay, I've done that before. I can handle this. It's not ideal, but, you know. Um, I mean, any any game's better than no game at that point. So yes. I, I applaud your ability to kind of roll with the punches on that. But in terms of, in terms of uh, just how how my game presents itself visually and stuff like that, interestingly enough when i switched to twitch um the only thing that really changed because the twitch allows me or i rather i was allowed to kind of just move my game exactly as it was to twitch Mm -hmm. you know like i didn't make a lot of changes i uh have more content but that's about it and i would do slightly different things than i normally would do but essentially i was writing exactly the same game just a slightly longer one. Yeah, it was more or less um, double content, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was double the amount of questions, uh, which is part of the reasons why I lost my mind. Um, but <laughs> in terms of in terms of aesthetic, um, I didn't really change my my hosting persona at all. I didn't change any fonts or didn't make anything fancier than it used to be. But I did find that even though most venues where I've hosted trivia are bars and they allow you to use foul language, I almost always kept it clean. You know, Mm -hmm. every now and then I would say something funny with a swear word in it or something like that. But when I was on Twitch, I just spoke regularly and I swear like a sailor regularly. So the only real 
aesthetic change was maybe a slightly more uh risque ro- yeah robust language you know like where my live show uh while i was on the microphone i would read the question i would say here's the answer here's a fun fact we're moving on and then when people would speak to me like outside on break or something like that then i'd sound like me normally you know lots of f-bombs and be like you know i'm upset about (laughs) hot dogs um (laughs) but you know when i'm on (laughs) when i'm on twitch there's a lot of space to fill in between. So I filled that space with the stuff that I would normally talk about while everybody was outside on a cigarette break. You know, I'd go out and, and, you know, shake hands and say, Hey, what's up guys. Good to see you this week. You know, uh, the bears did awful go Cubs or do, you know, whatever was going on, you know, just bullshitting with people. And so now that outside me, which was way more closer to the real me kind of came into the show. So it was a, a slight aesthetic change just on my, the way that I spoke during Mm -hmm. the games but other than that i you know i was very lucky in as much as i was able to go from one to the other fairly easily in terms of i didn't have to do too much change to the game i didn't have to modify too many things right um yeah i found my experience uh moving to twitch was was actually pretty similar to that because uh going in i've i've been in a wide variety of venues at this point from you know, family friendly, casual dining chains to uh, dive bars where the owner will steal the microphone out of my hand and spend 45 seconds swearing at everybody in the room because that's (laughs) the kind of vibe they have. Uh, My aesthetic and my language choices would absolutely change from venue to venue. It wouldn't appear in the content I would write uh, because I had kind of a one size fits all approach to that. So the questions I asked at say a TGI Fridays had to fit the, uh, the loudmouth bar. So it was more in my presentation that, that would change when I made it to Twitch. Uh, I'm just sitting in my basement at this point, uh, <laughs> and I am not beholden to any corporate masters. I'm playing literally to and for the people that are there. Uh, so the authenticity of my personality kind of shown through. And it turns out when I have a bottle of rum in my left hand, uh, I drink and speak <laughs> like a sailor. <laughs> so as I've made the transition back a little into live shows, I'm finding that a little of that personality and presentation has started to carry through as well. I'm writing uh, questions that are a little more hot takey, a little more politically charged. I'm putting opinions into things that I wouldn't necessarily put opinions in before. I'm writing a question for this week's games, uh, for instance, where I just I shit on James Woods <laughs> because he sure. deserves to be shat upon. <laughs> Uh, so I make sure that that's 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 in the wording a little bit. I'm, I'm bringing up the fact that, you know, yeah, he's an actor. Yeah, you remember him from this and this, but his Twitter also sucks. And I'm going to talk about that for a second. Um, yeah, the, the, the thing is, I think that the venues I would have otherwise been a little more conservative at uh, at this point are just happy to have something back. And really, as long as I'm not being crass for crassness's sake. Uh, everybody understands that this is something that is geared towards adults. I mean, I had a player in one of my uh, games on Friday, I believe. It was either Friday or it was yesterday. I was doing a lingo game. It was a Friday. Thank you. And uh, one of the uh, players let me know that they were bringing their seven-year-old child in. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. And then 30 seconds after I realized there's a seven-year-old in there, I just say, fuck. <laughs> oh. And I realize, oh, yeah, um, yeah. 
I'm going to try not to do that again. I understand you're not telling me not to, and I'm not going to try to please anybody else. And I think we all have agreed to this social contract where you brought a seven-year-old into an adult situation. So whatever happens, happens. But I'm also not a right. dick. So I'm not going to aim for it. Right. Yeah. No, I remember that because I think I edited some of my text comments to take out the swearing. No. <laughs> well, actually, I swore like I swear when I'm legitimately upset with something, which is where I say things like monkey fudge sickles. And, um, <laughs> funky, butt <laughs> loving. Um, yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. No, I remember what it was. It's because I was unpacking my kitchen while playing. Um, and then I found all the spices that I had been using uh, that I could because apparently what I had done was past me had put them away where they go and present me did not remember I had already put them away. So I thought they were lost in a box somewhere. Oh God. And then I opened the cabinet to put the other spices away and there they all were. And I was like, those monkey fudge. <laughs> I was like, monkey fudger or what? It's just a, like it, it gets ridiculous when I'm actually upset and swearing versus when I'm. Uh, casually swearing I guess Um, but I guess I realized as you guys talked that your online personas are just really you maybe dialed up a bit but they're you and with a face in some cases but yeah sure but I think I'm the only person that uses an alias when I stream Uh, I think you are and I think a lot uh, of that has to do with the order of operations that brought you in uh, Jeff sure. and I owned brands that we were trying to market when we made the switch sure. to Twitch. Uh, Jacob was already an experienced trivia host slash writer going in and kind of created a brand uh, for Twitch. Uh, <laughs> that's super yeah. generous. You, you were you were Robin to Dween's Batman, okay? That's true. That's true. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, you created everything from whole cloth, Brittany, in a way that right. we didn't exactly do it. So, right. and also elephant in the room, you are a woman on the internet. That is very true. And it is why there's a lot of people and uh, some people I've actually met from online because they're in the Chicago land space. Like I know I'm you people who knew me from Twitch um, at Black Horizon or at IO. And I think they called me Ginny and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's not your real name, is it? I was like, no, but that's fine. Like, right. <laughs> You got, I mean, it's a self-selected identifier. You're you can right. Happily like call in, me in my channel. Yeah. In my channel, there are some people who know me as Brittany, but they still call me Ginny because I'm just like for ease of purpose, since this is called Ginny's cozy quiz. Mm. And I go by Ginny pond literally everywhere in the trivia space online. Um, that's fine. Like, and there's there's complexities to it because it's like you know when i appear on things like trivial warfare blitz i don't use my online moniker for that so it's not like it can be like hey if you guys want to listen to me uh then i have to kind of give away my alter ego kind of thing like um but to that extent as far as presenting myself i would argue that Ginny is still just a dialed up version of me who, because of the anonymity of online and not having to look people in the face when I say things, is a little bit more brazen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I mean, whereas... some of that is just showmanship in general. Like when right. I put the headset on, I'm I'm me, but I'm me plus like two. Right. I'm me um, with five uh... drinks. <laughs> <laughs> five drink, Jeff. I have opinions that you're going to listen to. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh, is that like poor drink Amy? Basically, yes, from- <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like if, you know, for me, I may take the occasional drink while I'm on stream, but usually I actually try not to drink alcohol while I'm on stream um, that much because I know my limits and I know they are not high. So <laughs> the limit does exist. Uh, the limit does exist and it's like two drinks. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, when I was uh, broadcasting from your basement, Jason, it was a lot easier to just take a swig of some handy rum <laughs> for socials versus here. I would have to go like track down a drink to drink. And it's like, so, you know, yeah, no, the when key I to had, rampant alcoholism yeah. as with all things, Jacob is location, location, location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will, yeah, so I will like, say, Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Jenny. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, um, I took a break at the beginning of the year this year for a while. Uh, and then when I came back, I did so with a surprise appearance on Jason's stream on April 1st, because it was April mm-hmm. Fool's Day, and I'm the Riddler, and I do shit like that. Mm-hmm. Best day So ever. That was such a fun game. Absolutely. It, oh, I love it that was game. a ton of fun to do. The downside with it is, is that it was a celebration. I was very excited to be back. Uh, I was drinking heavily, very strong beers. And then when I ran out of beers, I just opened a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, you did, buddy. <laughs> and... <laughs> I, I remember uh, this night. <laughs> so anybody anybody that was there got to gradually see me <laughs> like super excited at the beginning. I had my Riddler hat and everything on. And then by the time we got to like round four, I'm like not coherent anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of the game is happening around me. I'm not really sure what's <laughs> happening. Uh, and I fell asleep in the bathtub that night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Because I was worried I was going to be sick, so I figured, why not cut out the middleman mm. and just get into the tub? Yeah, been there, so that, that way. That. Yeah, so that that way, I could just clean myself. <laughs> so Marcy wakes me up the next morning, a splitting headache, just nude in the tub. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was gonna say, Jeff, how did how did your forty year old body feel about that? It it felt not good. Yeah. yeah, but the lesson that I learned from that is that if I let drinking on stream get away from me i end up naked in the bathtub and not in a fun way like for bathing i i end up there sleeping off an awful hangover um and so i i kind of formerly had alcohol limits and then i just absolutely stopped drinking right uh on my twitch stream um when i was hosting live i would maybe have one or two uh, it would kind of depend on how I was feeling that night, but I would always have like a like a gin and tonic or something sippable. Right. So I'm not like, you know, trying to quench my thirst with it. I always have a big glass of water and stuff. But um, yeah, th- I've also had a couple live games where I had a bad day and maybe one or two or three extra G&Ts that I shouldn't have had that got a little dicey by the end. But, you know, we can't we can't all be, you know, sober all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think it's also important to know what kind of drunk you are when you're making those decisions. Yes, very much. Like <laughs> um, that, for me, yeah, what's I'm good the... for the goose is not necessarily good for anybody who isn't me. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> I know what kind of drunk I am, but I also know that just because I might be okay doesn't mean that the world needs to see that. So yeah. <laughs> it's like um I think at least one person here can confirm that when I get drunk, I slide into people's DMs and compliment them <laughs> on like how amazing they are. 
I tell people that they're really good friends and they're wonderful trivia hosts. Oh, and... you're one of those drunks with feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, but, you know, which isn't the worst kind of drunk to be, but at the same time, I mean, I need to express all those feelings mm-hmm. on stream <laughs> or um, in a live venue eventually. So, yeah. so I actually had uh, for most of the pre pandemic uh, experience that I had with hosting trivia, I had a different experience uh, relationship with alcohol while hosting. And it was I host karaoke two to three nights a week and I'm at the bar until last call. And all I have to do is really just click the next singer button. So that's where I'm going to drink with trivia. I have to look like I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I need to read words. Uh, so I, I almost never drank while I was hosting until pandemic hit and I was just here in the basement and uh, I didn't have like a drive home. Yeah. But like as I've gotten into venues again a little bit, I'll have like a beer because I work primarily in craft beer venues and their beers are really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's it's not about the drinking when I'm out live um, for many reasons, not the least of which is, you know, I'm trying to, even if I'm not trying to come off as the polished professional, I'm trying to come off as the guy who can say, you know, Czechoslovakian, <laughs> if necessary. Well, all you need to be I able to say picture... Czech Republic now. So. Or Slovakian. It's a two-step yeah. process. Or Slovakian, yeah. J- uh, J- uh, Jason, I just picture you... Because you said before you just ended up in your basement with a bottle of rum in your left hand and you know a microphone <laughs> in your right. I just picture you... Oh, it's a bold strategy to assume that nah. there was a microphone in the right. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you now in a live venue with a bottle of rum in your left hand with no pants on. And you're just up there mumbling through questions and like, here, just answer the questions. Oh, this I is have, how I host trivia. Now. I have hosted right. recently without pants, but that's for completely unrelated reasons. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. I, um, anything else we want to cover about uh, presentation before we kind of move on? And I desperately use the restroom. <laughs> no, I was. Um, I, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Uh, this was all kind of about just presentation, and I went into this thinking we were gonna just talk about like, oh, video versus non-video, um, but it really everything that you do as a trivia host, whether it's on Twitch or whether it's in a bar or whether you do private events, um, if you're the MC and you're the host, everything that you do is part of your presentation, the way that you speak, how you hold yourself, whether or not you have drinks, whether you swear or not, whether you have hot takes about James Woods, you know, whether or, or not. Yeah. What, you know, like the type of rounds that you build into your own game, the way that you show people those rounds, how they answer all of that. Uh, is part of of this bigger piece of of presentation of of your own game and each of that is very unique to each of us and so Mm -hmm. if if you are if you the listener i almost said viewer if you the listener (laughs) the loyal listener yeah if if you are uh a a green trivia host um the best advice I have to you is just kind of be yourself and see how that gets you and where's that, where that takes you and how that plays into your game and, and your writing. I would absolutely uh, agree with that. Get, have, I don't care what the personality is, have it known it, uh, find the thing that's unique to you that sets you apart, uh, from other people doing this. It can be in, 
the language of the questions. It could be in the topics that you pick. It could be in the audiovisual presentation. It could be, you know, as as Brittany has kind of done, uh, just vibing your entire game around a very specific aesthetic. As long as it's authentic and as long as it, you know, speaks back to who you are as a person and you're not just doing it because you think it'll be successful or popular, uh, that's really all the presentation advice I can give you. Yeah, my, my advice would be if you don't feel comfortable with who you are as a person, pick a persona and lean into it and just, <laughs> you know, and eventually, it, at least what I found is the more I lean into it, the more me kind of integrates into it. So it starts to mm. become more of a mixed persona rather than just all straight one versus the other. So there's definitely like as you kind of lean into that persona more, you'll find more of you bleeds into your game, bleeds into how you present everything. And it stops kind of being a different version of you and just a different mm -hmm. elevation of you, an equalizing change in you kind of thing. Right. All right. I think that pretty much does it for this discussion. Let's never talk about it again. Sound good? <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, let's shift on into uh, this week's keyword challenge then. This week's keyword brought to you by Brittany, who's going to explain this week's keyword challenge to you. Uh, sure. Uh, so the keyword challenge is where uh, you, the loyal listeners, submit words to us via our website, quadriviapodcast.com, um, or uh, send us an email at quadriviapod at gmail.com. And... Uh, you give us a word, we select it at random, and then we write our best trivia question about it, or at least a passable trivia question that does, in fact, <laughs> ask a question that uses that keyword in either the text of the question or in the answer. Uh, today's keyword comes from Tim Gomez from Clio Springs, Oklahoma. So thank you, Tim, for submitting a keyword for us. And the keyword that Tim wants us to write about today is syndrome. Ooh, I can get behind so, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. So we're going to take 10 minutes off mic to write our best trivia question. And uh, you're going to listen to a porn music underscored advertisement. It's just <laughs> so. funk bass. I keep telling you. <laughs> totally well, what is porn. porn music if not funk bass in mm. persevering? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you on the other side of this break, listeners. And welcome back, Doug, and anybody else who's listening right now. We are back from our 10-minute uh, halftime break, writing a series of questions, hopefully a couple good ones, uh, on the topic of the word syndrome, brought to us, of course, by Tim Gomez in Cleo Springs, Oklahoma, which I have it on good authority, is a place in Oklahoma. Uh, remember, if you guys want to get your keyword featured, you can always uh, send us an email at uh, quadriviapod at gmail.com, or there is an area on our website that you can send it automatically. That's quadriviabuttface.net. <laughs> Brittany, let's uh, throw to you. What do you have on this keyword today? Uh, sure, I'll get us started. Syndrome is the longtime quiet supervillain from Disney's The Incredibles in 2004. Well, technically it's Disney Pixar's The Incredibles. He started out as a friendly wannabe superhero and wanted to partner up with Mr. Incredible and even went so far as to call himself Incrediboy. However, when Mr. Incredible rejected him as his sidekick and pal, he began to plot his revenge. Oh, you know what? You got me monologuing. What was Syndrome's real name slash alter ego? 
I don't know and the answer, but I love this question. I know the answer because I also wrote a question about The Incredibles. <laughs> oh, no! I had, a, <laughs> I had a question about The Incredibles in my game about two weeks ago, so I know the answer because it's fresh in my mind. I thought that there might be a little uh, collision risk based on this keyword and more than one of us going the uh, Syndrome <laughs> character route. The, the last time that something like this presented itself, I don't remember what the question was, but I'm like, oh, of course, we're all going to write about this. And nobody did. Was so I'm, I didn't say anything this time. And of course, it happened. <laughs> Jason, would you like uh, Jacob and I to put you out of your misery? You I'm not to... even in that much misery. I, I feel like I've seen The Incredibles, but I have not seen the movie in a very long time. And I just I can picture the character. I just don't think I know his his real name i i want to take stupid stabs because i think that this is a formatted question designed around the concept of a monologue which makes me think like shakespearean style theatrical references but uh, anything i'd give would be a, a blind stab at this point so go for it yeah the 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 most memorable time that it's mentioned in the movie is when mr incredible tells him go home buddy He's, his name is Buddy. Buddy Pine. He's, in, he's incredible. Yep. Oh, okay. And Buddy is correct. Buddy Pine, technically, but yeah, Buddy is so, how he's referred to. So now that I know that, that uh, the wording choices had nothing to do with the answer, is that a reference to the character monologuing in the film that I just forgot about? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. There's a whole okay. scene where he, uh, where they <laughs> distract him and he starts talking. And he's like, you sly dog, you got me monologuing. <laughs> I like the voicing on this. It's you took a very basic like Disney trivia question, which is what is syndrome's real name? You can you can express that question in five words and you made a paragraph style question that makes sense for it to be a paragraph style question. Uh, I hear a lot of you in this and, and well done. Seriously. Yeah, yes, I, I agree as a big fan of this movie. Uh, I when when you're like you got me monologuing, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was hoping. Like I was hoping that people who had seen the film would understand what I did there, but it was just a fun way to present the question. So there was a uh, a learned league, I think mid season classic style question uh, a season or two ago, where the answer ultimately ended up being Dash, the uh, the older boy in the family, uh, and I had to sit there and think through like synonyms and words related to speed for like 10 minutes before the name finally popped into mind. That's how not great I am at Incredibles knowledge. <laughs> uh, fun personal fact. Uh, my first, we'll call it a relationship. It was a middle school boyfriend and I dated in quotes from the length of the time the Incredibles re was released into the theaters to when it was taken out of the theaters. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, so we started dating at the beginning of the movie and we were broken up by the end. I mean, technically speaking, but we watched it twice. It was our first and last date. So... <laughs> I took a girl in high school to go see Borat one time. That was really bad. No, not Borat. The one after Borat. Bruno. Um, Bruno. Oof. That was a mistake. Oh. Yeah. Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. <laughs> and then we played Risk. That was a good movie. Wow. I well, was his, 20. his grandmother took us to both of these dates, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, those were terrible uh, first dates. Jacob, do you have a question for us? Moving on. 
All right, here's my question. Though his condition has yet to be officially diagnosed, until 2001, Joseph Merrick was thought to have suffered from a combination of Proteus syndrome and neurofibromatosis, causing parts of his head and body to become abnormally enlarged. What freak showish name was he better known by? Okay. I have thoughts here, but I'm going to let other people kind of. I mean, I based one. on the wording, I I think I just know this one dead to rights, but um, yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if this could be anybody other than who I think it is. I I mean, I don't I don't want us to get to the answer too fast, but I mean, right? Uh, you know. If Perpetual trivia players yeah. will know if it, the name Joseph Merrick, I'm pretty sure. If it weren't for one thing in this question, I would have all the thunder in the world. And now I'm second guessing myself. And I don't know if I'm wrong or if Jacob made an error in here. I, I hesitate to say that. Um, I, I have the guess that I'm going to go with and I'm happy to reveal it just so we can kind of move into the analysis. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I've always known the person as John Merrick and that name is synonymous with the elephant man. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, however, in my research, I did find um, that he is mistakenly called John Merrick and that his official name was Joseph Merrick. Really? Oh. OK. Oh, that's yes. fun. I, yes. I, I'll be honest with you. I've Bare Naked Ladies have ruined this for me because they talk about <laughs> John Merrick in the song. If I had a million dollars, I I think um, is this like a D.B. Cooper, Dan Cooper situation? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, w- I would think. I mean, this is based on one source. Um, I'm happy to look forward and in- look deeper into it to make sure I'm not wrong. But that is, as I understand that he is erroneously called John Merrick and his real name is Joseph Carey Merrick. That's that's the kind of information that I think has to be right, because nobody would just lie about that. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. far more likely that I am wrong about his name being John than that you have researched incorrectly that his name is Joseph. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just doing a quick Google search on it. It does say when you search John Merrick, it redirects to Joseph Carey Merrick saying often erroneously called John Merrick. Huh. I could absolutely see if you did this uh, for a certain type of audience of trivia hosts or players, I should say. Um especially online, the three or four people within a minute of you reveal the answer would all type. Um, actually, his name was John Merrick. Yeah. So, yeah, you no, t- take actually that them. fucking ball and run with it on our <laughs> yeah. behalf, Jacob. Yeah, I shall. Well, I can't and, wait. Yeah. And from my perspective, I actually didn't know the name Joseph Merrick. I was going off the neurofibromatosis and just the parts of his head and body becoming abnormally enlarged. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the syndrome of the elephant man, but I had mm. no idea what his name was. I was only approaching it from the idea of a freak showish nickname. Mm. Like there aren't, there aren't too many well-known like freak show type people in history. Um, and the only other one that could even, that I even think of is just because of the Ricky Gervais show is Pillow Man, but he had no arms and legs. He wasn't big in any way. And so, like, I instantly, even with all the medical jargon, uh, I could have ignored that and just, you know, taken a stab at the only freak showish nickname that I could have thought of. But it, that was uh, Elephant Man, was my original thought, too. Yeah, as for me, this one was 100% of Pavlov with the name Merrick, which is why I got myself into trouble. I'm like, I swear <laughs> to God, his name is John Merrick. 
am I am I playing myself? And no, we got to have a delightful little conversation about how you shouldn't be confident in things you're confident about. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Suck that, it, Jason. Right? <laughs> Jacob putting me in my place. So that's, that's a fantastic, unique mechanic you have in your games, by the way. That hindsight question, that is a stroke of genius. And I don't think I've ever told you that publicly before, Jacob. So good on you for coming up with that idea. Here's my question. Yeah. <laughs> Except I didn't come up with that idea. You did. So. Yeah, what am I, if not ego in a mini dress? Uh, my question, based on the keyword syndrome, is this. What music act has released, alongside other jams that made it into Guitar Hero, Rock Band, and Rocksmith, the song Stockholm Syndrome, Jeff, don't answer yet, which features Matt Bellamy on vocals and guitar, Chris Wollstenholme on bass, Dominic Howard on drums, and interestingly... Nobody on Calliope. Okay, so that last part. Jacob, I don't know how you are in music trivia, but I am notoriously terrible at it. So am I. Um, but the last thing with the Calliope, Calliope was the name of one of the muses, and I'm pretty sure there is a musical act called Muse. Oh. And I'm not entirely sure, but if I've heard of them, then they're probably like big enough to have a trivia question written about them. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure Jeffy's waiting to explode on yeah. <laughs> what yeah, let's see, is. Get it right. no, yes, let, it's let, Let's keep talking about it. Just yep, to make it really upset. That's the one. <laughs> there, uh, I don't remember what year it came up, but the album that had uh, Our Time is Running Out on it, that is a pivotal album in my life. The, mm. the album's Absolution. Such a great album. Uh, I cannot highly recommend this band enough. Go listen to Muse albums, everybody, right now. Yeah, well, and listen to the rest of the podcast. It's madness. I used to use, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the song, but it had that really sick bass intro. The Which one is that, Jeff? Because I'm blanking on the name. I know it. Yeah, it's going to make me crazy, too. Uh, that used uh, to be my warm-up song when I'd play semi-competitive rock band because you could just do it all in finger tapping. So it was a great finger exercise. Hysteria. Hysteria. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, yeah, no, the answer to this is Muse and the Calliope reference was 100% me thinking I found a cute clue. Oh, yeah. it was. I would have no clue without it. So I like, uh, that. like, I like that clue very yeah. much. I like the clue a lot. Like, Because it's one of those things, it's like, well, Calliope is a musical instrument, but why would anybody be playing the Calliope? in a guitar hero rock band thing and i don't even know what a rocksmith is but um i assume it's a game uh, rocksmith a is guitar vein. lessons the video game basically yeah gotcha i am terrible at guitar hero have barely played rock band and yeah so without that i was not pulling this so i i really enjoy that clue it's a great end for people who don't know bands nice it, it <laughs> did its job then i will take that yeah uh, yeah, I, I decided to go. There were two reasons I, I listed the band members. Uh, one was so that I could organically fit Calliope in there. Uh, and two, because Matt Bellamy is pretty strongly associated in music trivia with Muse. You see the name come up uh, a fair amount. I know uh, since I started playing like pandemic games, I think I've come across three or four questions that reference the band and the frontman Matt Bellamy. So that's one of those things that's just kind of Pavlov to me, even otherwise not knowing the makeup of the band. So I hope that that would get somebody somewhere. Yeah. And then, of course, there's Jeff, who I knew had it from the word uh, 
between the theme <laughs> and the phrase what music act i knew that jeff had this he's like he's asking a muse question he has to ask a muse question they had a song called stockholm syndrome of course he's asking a muse question yeah uh, and then also add on top of that add on top of the fact that i like the band add on top of that that like my entire college experience was just me playing rhythmic music game music video games <laughs> just nonstop. just they took two things I like and mushed them together and made it a way for me to quantify how better at, at them than I am uh, all of everybody else I hung out with. It was always, it was fun. It was a good time. I'm trying to remember right. if I've, I've told this story on podcast or not, but at one point, this is the dumbest claim to fame I've ever had in my life, by the way, warn you now. At one point, I held the all-time high score on every one of the 58 songs that came out on the original rock band disc uh, on drums on hard mode you know why i was able to hold that record because anybody worse didn't play on hard and anybody better just played on expert yeah that's i was i was going to i was waiting for it because i also used to hang out on those boards too and i'm like you did not because i would have recognized you uh, i <laughs> i didn't use the name liquid courage but i i'll send oh, you the dang true. link buddy <laughs> uh, i still hold a lot of high scores relative um, to the yeah, fact that i haven't you, touched them in years and years and years yeah on score hero on scorehero.com <laughs> rockband.scorehero.com absolutely anyway all right uh i guess i will i will close out our keyword challenge Let's let's put these two middle questions on some syndrome bread and make it a sandwich. What do you say? <laughs> um, so here is my question. Uh, as Syndrome found out the hard way, no capes is always good advice. In the Pixar movie The Incredibles, supers get custom-made, ability-specific costumes and sage advice from diminutive designer Edna Mode. Edna's appearance is heavily based on what famous costume designer from the golden age of Hollywood? Best known for her record, eight Oscar wins in costume design. I know. Wow. Okay. I've oh, heard of this woman. This. She's. I think I'm fairly certain that she did the all the costumes for Black Panther, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> However, I don't know her name, but she is very famous throughout the uh, costume design world. Am I right okay. in that? Jennifer, I don't think she. Did she did the, not do Black Panther. I don't think she did Never Black mind. Panther. Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> um. I don't know. I can't get Anna Wintour out of my head, and I'm pretty sure that's not who this is. But I always thought they kind of looked alike. Um, yeah, this was a, a pretty hard left turn, and I apologize <laughs> for digging directly into Oscars into Oscars trivia. I, uh, I there are people who will know this, and there are people who yeah. will be mad at us for not knowing this. I can't pull the name. I can picture the fame of the person, but I can't draw the name from this unfortunately uh edna mode is the character's name so yeah something to do with ice cream is all i got <laughs> <laughs> well oh, uh ala ala mode what are you thinking of ala mode? <laughs> good old ala fitzgerald there you go so here, here are the these are the films that she won a best costume design uh, and they formerly, before 1960-something, were divided between black and white and color films. Uh, but she only won one of the combined awards in 1974 for The Sting. Ooh, okay. Uh, she also won for Facts of Life in 1961. She won for Sabrina in 1955. She won for Roman Holiday in 1954. 
uh, A Place in the Sun in 1952, Samson and Delilah in 1951, and The Heiress in 1950. That is uh, the 35-time nominated, eight-time winning uh, Edith Head. God damn it. Yeah. I've never name. even heard of her, so. <laughs> she looks like a full-size version of Edna Mode with the glasses and the haircut and everything. Um, yeah, that's one of those names where as soon as I hear it, I, I know the name, and I just couldn't apply it in reverse, basically. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's one of those, uh, it is an outside topic when it comes to Oscars trivia. A lot of people focus on actors, directors, screenplay, stuff like that. Uh, but the costume design, sound design, um, that gets uh, left behind quite often. And for her to be uh, an eight-time winning, uh, which is a record, and also she is the most influential costume designers in the history of film. Uh, so it's definitely a name that uh, movie trivia people should be well aware of. Apparently, right. They Might Be Giants also did a song about her. That that sounds about right. I mean, Bare Naked <laughs> yeah. Ladies did uh, John Merrick. So really, it's just about head references in, in <laughs> pop culture as we get to Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah no, I, I like the question. It's it's going to play middle to tough for an average uh, pub trivia crowd. Mm -hmm. um, if you asked it in the reverse in some way and you asked like for what field did Edith Head win eight Oscars, I think you'll have a higher get rate. But that yeah. doesn't mean that it's in any way, you know, tough knowledge. It's just it's like you said, it's not the big five Oscars. Yeah. So exactly. you're getting a little more. uh deep divey on that it is super fair game film trivia though edith head is is very recognizable as a name for people who are into films ruth carter was who you were thinking about uh jacob that's who did the costumes ah okay black panther i don't know why i had those i for some reason i really thought that i don't know why i had that in my head but i did so all right i think that's all we've got on this uh keyword challenge you guys agree with that yeah yeah uh so send somebody to vote for us uh preferably me that would be great at quadriviapodcast.com when this episode releases there will be a poll on that website uh vote for the question that tickled you the fanciest uh results will be revealed unless they're not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so they i could think be. They, they could be revealed at some point they could be yeah it could be mm -hmm. probably won't be but you know hey but they could they might be Look, anything's we'll plausible if you're drunk enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe we'll do a special drop at some point with the results of all the episodes. <laughs> don't don't make that a real thing. Don't right. say because now we have I to do it. I said maybe. Oh, well, if you ask my sons, you maybe now. means 100% yes immediately. I'm not your sons. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I am not <Brit> your sons. <laughs> Brittany, you got some questions for us tonight? I do, um, and they are part of my uh, round six where I change up the mechanic every week, which is really just a way for me to have just some creative fun with mm. my presentation of my quiz. But uh, sometimes things are popular enough that they make a comeback um, on a future thing. So in this case, uh, I did a um, I did a round called Myth Takes Were Made. Um, and it's where I just kind of like badly mm. rewrite slash sum up Greek myth. And uh, it, it's it been kind of a favorite of my players. They tend to enjoy it. And they're really fun to write. So 
Um, I have 10 questions of them now, so I thought I'd throw them at you guys and uh, hope you know your Greek myths. And I also am pretty lenient on the grading of these. So <laughs> um, because of the way they're presented, it warrants some leniency on grading. Okay. So I'm game if you are. Well, I'm definitely game, but um, yeah, so let's uh, let's jump into it. So question one, uh, dude ends up doing chores for stepmom, like catching a dog and getting a belt off Amazon. It takes him a long time. <laughs> I'm already tickled. I'm I'm I love me some Greek mythology. Uh, I am a fan of this one. I'm going to let uh jacob and or jeff take this one uh just to to get some chatter going because i i'm pretty sure i've got this dead to rights and i'm also looking up my old score hero stats and feeling good about myself for <laughs> once today <laughs> i still hold the all-time record on learn to fly by foo fighters so 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 jeff <laughs> yes uh in my high school class that was supposed to go over Greek and Roman myths and mm -hmm. mythology. Uh, we instead learned about the Kentucky interstate system. So I don't <laughs> that, have that any. That sounds um, sadly accurate. Yeah, I don't let have me, anything on these. I let feel me see. Let me see if I could walk. Dumb. Let me see if I could walk you there. Okay. Okay. All right. Because uh, and Jason, give me a heads up if I'm going in the wrong direction here. Okay. But I I believe that the things that were just listed were just two of twelve of the things that this person had to do there there is some dispute as to whether or not you count 12 or 13 but you're on the right track okay i i always remembered it as the the 12 but it it was a situation where depending on your source one of them didn't count oh okay um so um of course you're catching a dog and getting a belt are uh very uh light terms <laughs> to describe what was actually being done but can you think of any character from greek mythology who might have been able to do 12 crazy things like um i think uh like rules clean, for dating one's teenage daughter or cleaning out i'm trying to remember the other ones uh cleaning out the aegean stables. cleaning out the stables is one um uh, there were the stygian harpies was it uh it was he was the one that also killed the hydra wasn't it uh yep the hydra is one of them uh there was the nemean lion uh the golden apples yeah so he, uh fucking well, okay. around and finding out those were two <laughs> different labors <laughs> uh, uh did that help at all jacob not at all ah. i am more confused now than i was okay. before you started talking <laughs> Ah, well, uh, you probably know this character by the Romanized version of the name. This is Heracles. Ah, uh, no, I was not in the same, not in the same ballpark. So. Yeah, the 12 uh, fictional labors of Hercules, more or less. And that's absolutely correct. Um, although I, even though I specified this is Greek myth, people who gave me Hercules got credit because the story was not changed based on the Greek versus Roman name. Yeah, that's that's so, going to be one of those weird hills to die on. Yeah. I think you made the right call, except uh, yeah, the, so, the Greek name or the, the Latinized version of it. Yeah, so the the catching a dog was he had to go get uh, catch Cerberus, uh, which is the dog that guards Hades. And then um, he had to fetch the belt from Hippolyta, the queen of the Amazons. So um, yeah, typically called a girdle in the uh, labors. But yeah, it's a belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's fashionable. Yep. 
I'm excited uh, because I've been playing a lot of the game Hades, so a lot of uh -huh. this is fresh in my fresh in my mind. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so question two: Since she just had to sample the produce, woman has to take an <laughs> annual staycation down south. Uh, very well known Greek myth. I love the phrasing on this very much. Uh, Jacob, let's throw you under the bus again. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is gonna be my shtick for this round. Oh god, damn it. <laughs> All right, so I'm thinking about Adam and Eve because she sampled the produce, but that's obviously not a Greek myth. That's where my head first went. Okay. Uh, that's, staycation that's down south. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a big old what for me. So, okay. Uh, well, then I'll I'll take you off the uh, the hot plate here. This is the uh, legend of Persephone and her marriage to Hades. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she ate the uh, pomegranates while she was abducted. And there's some quotes on that a little bit based on uh, the version of the story you hear. Yeah. Um, but she ate part of a pomegranate and she ate, you know, effectively three seeds. So the ruling of the gods, because everything is a thing with them. Uh, she has to spend three months out of the year or it's half the year again, depending on your source material uh, down in Hades. And that describes since she was, I believe it's Artemis's daughter. Correct uh, me on that. Uh, Demeter's daughter. It's, it's yeah, Demeter's Demeter. daughter. Thank you. Um, that and Demeter had sway over like nature and the seasons and everything. Yeah. Uh, Persephone's absence from the living world is what causes winter every year. This is uh, this is not going well for me. It's going <laughs> great for you. This is for entertainment is purposes well. only. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes. All right. Question three. And just to confirm, yeah, that was totally Persephone. Jason summed it up. Well, um, <laughs> uh, but question three, dude rejects the girl who calls him back, dies looking back on his younger self. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, Jacob, this is another one I've got dead to rights and I'm just chuckling at the, the phraseology on this. Is this story ringing oh, wait. for you in any way? Uh, Ooh. Wh wait a minute. I might have this. Uh, oh, God. Uh, is it him looking into a... a well, maybe I'm going in the wrong direction. Is this... Um... I want you to think very highly of yourself if you get this yeah, right, Jacob. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, we're on the same page. I yeah. repeat, I want you to feel very highly about yourself <laughs> if you get this right. And I can't remember his name. Damn it. Can, can um... you remember her name? That'll help you here. Uh... I repeat, can you remember her name? No. Oh, I, this is the one I know. And oh, I have man. to like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> There's only um, so much guidance I can give you on this one. Um, if it helps, both of their names are common words now that I've kind of alluded to uh, in a clue fashion a couple of times. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, you almost talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to figure this out. Um, well, uh, he is the source of the uh, English word narcissism. Thank you, he is God! Narcissist. She <laughs> is the... <laughs> she is the nymph echo mm -hmm. yeah this is a uh, definitely uh mostly narcissus but echo the girl who calls him back mm. because all she can do is echo him until she finally reveals herself and he's like no you're not as pretty as me and then he goes <laughs> <laughs> he goes and stares at a pool where he sees his younger reflection he's like now that's beauty right there. And then he starves to death. So I thought he, yep. I thought he fell in trying to kiss himself and drown, there's which would make it versions. literally autoerotic yeah. asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, there's different versions. Uh, the one I found said that he just basically wasted away staring at his own beauty. That's, yeah. that's so. Because I was saying an art song about this in college. One of my 
Okay. My um, Ari, as I was saying, and it, it, the story was that he he just literally looked at himself until he died because he just couldn't look away. I mean, I could be so. wrong on my memory of this, but it's yeah. possible that there's a couple different iterations too. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so let's jump into question four. Uh, City accepts a message about their offerings extended warranty. Should have used protection. Entire site is infected within 24 hours. <laughs> this one I had an idea on until I heard the back half and it, it, it locked it in dead to rights. <laughs> so. These are so Trojan creatively random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on that. Go on that, Jacob. Okay. You're about to get one All right. right. <laughs> You're so close. You're so close. What, what, so, what are those condoms named for? Uh. Uh, that could be infectious. That isn't condom based. Well, I mean STDs. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to get infected. City <laughs> accepted message. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is this is embarrassing. You're right there too. What what are Trojan condoms <laughs> you, named what? for? What is the namesake of Trojan condoms, Jacob? What famous historical the, the, story? The, the, the Trojan horse. Yes, there you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh that's sorry. Absolutely I, okay, right. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was there. I didn't know that's what we we're going for exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. All this right. is the story of the Trojan horse. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. I always, I always yep. thought that was uh, poor, poor branding. It's like, oh, here's a story about people sneaking things in where they're not supposed to be <laughs> right, used by a company that's like, we're going to keep everything out. That's a bad idea. Yep. Beware of Greeks uh, bearing gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I got one. I'm going to go ahead and retire here, guys. It's been fun. There you <laughs> go. He's ending on a high note. That's right. Yeah. All right, number no, five. This absolutely was the Trojan horse. Yeah. So question number five. Uh, people think the Thebes guard is puzzling, but she just wants to talk about a man. Hmm. This one gives me a little pause here. I've, I've got an idea on it. I don't know if my idea is right. Oh, okay. Landed it. <laughs> Delightfully so, frankly. Um, Jeff, we haven't uh, heard any thoughts from you in a minute or two. What are you thinking on I'm this one? I'm trying to I'm trying to pull this pull this out because for some reason I'm confusing my mythologies. Mm -hmm. well, but where are you at? I for some reason I've this is making me think it's like an Egyptian thing, but I, I don't think that's right. Okay, but um, isn't that the because I'm thinking of the Sphinx. Yeah, as but, uh, originally uh, recorded in the tale of Oedipus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oedipus like solves the riddle of the Sphinx, and the answer yeah, to that okay. riddle is man. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm -hmm. Because that's the that's the walks on four, two, and three. Legs. Yeah, it's one of those freaking okay. Pokemon. Yeah. There's like 800 of them there. <laughs> because, <laughs> because for some reason, I'm like, no, wait, I know exactly what this is. Yeah. But then the other part of my brain is like, no, you don't. That's an Egyptian thing. You're weird. Don't do it. Well, I think you're just thinking about the Sphinx being in Egypt. But yeah, yeah. this is totally the riddle of the in, Sphinx. In Thebes, Egypt, as a matter yeah. of fact. Yeah. So, but it is part of Greek myth. And yeah, it, Jason was dead on. It's the riddle that's presented to Oedipus. Uh, it's what walks on four legs in the morning, two legs uh, in the afternoon, and three legs at night. But yeah, uh, that's the Sphinx or the riddle of the Sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> basically some motherfucker <laughs> um the original one in fact the og <laughs> mama's boy all right so question number six 
dude goes on a Mediterranean cruise and all he got was this lousy t-shirt material. Ooh, okay. I I thought I knew where this was going originally. And now I'm not confident because I can't piece the back half together. Um, so just to talk this out, t-shirt material, I mean, it feels like cotton. I, I think I got this one. My, my head goes straight to Odysseus off of Mediterranean. That's cruise. what I was thinking, too. Oh, God I, damn it. I got it. No, yeah, I was going to say it's not. It's a different one. It's a different person. Yeah, I forgot that there were two famous sailing heroes. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic that I forgot that mm-hmm. there were two famous mm-hmm. sailing heroes. This is uh, Jason and countless screaming Argonauts. <laughs> yep. Searching yeah, I mean, for the golden that's... fleece. Making yep. that, I think, our second They Might Be Giants reference in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, def- definitely Jason and the Golden Fleece, uh, or just Jason, or Jason and the Argonauts. Any of those worked. And, Jason versus uh, Freddy. Fun flavor text <laughs> for you, Jason. We actually did talk about you in in the game when this question came up, because we talked about how, ironically, you were lurking because you were shopping. <laughs> and I was so, I was out uh, running um, grocery errands with the wife who's yeah. been under the weather this weekend, so I couldn't make it into the game. But I I wanted to do mm-hmm. the thing where you got a viewer. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But yeah, we were talking about that, and I mentioned that you had at one point called us your countless streaming Argonauts on <laughs> yeah, on uh, that that is channel, so. that is my new favorite uh, collective non plume for the people who follow me. It used to be yeah. Bacalites, and now it's mm-hmm. countless streaming Argonauts. And yeah, that's our second. They might be giants. Uh, reference so question seven soldier really wants to get home to his wife but stops for flowers and bacon first instead of you know directions ooh, 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 teacher my hands in the air i can't for the <laughs> life of me imagine why yeah <laughs> this one, uh yeah this one i'm lost on as funny as that sounds mm-hmm. because I just somebody's said the answer to this one on the last asking, question oh der <laughs> yeah. This is the Odyssey in the story yes. of Odysseus. Yeah, this yeah. is absolutely Odysseus or the, the Odyssey. Bacon. God damn it. Yeah, because he stops on the island of the Lotus Eaters, so yeah. flowers, and uh, on Cersei's island, he gets they get turned to pigs, yeah. so bacon. So. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's... T- <laughs> How does bacon... Yeah. I completely forgot about they got turned into pigs. Yeah. I had one person who... Uh... I could solve this one with one eye tied behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no one can do that. <laughs> That's how you know you've that, gone over. Say. Yeah, <laughs> everybody else is that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, God, the Greeks okay. back then were really dumb. You could confuse somebody into killing themselves <laughs> by saying that you're nobody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's dive into question eight. Dude is always hungry and thirsty, but is cursed to live out an MC Hammer single. <laughs> The MC Hammer single just hit. It took a second and a half when I got there. Um, I got this one. Jacob, this is another uh, story where the namesake character is the source of a word in English because of the legend, if that helps at all. It does not. Okay. Uh, I, I'm yeah. totally lost on this one. Uh, you're doing great, champ. I want I you know. to know. I don't know. Thank I don't you. know how the MC Hammer one comes into it, but I know that the Jeff, I know who this is. If it helps, uh, the single is definitely you can't touch this. Oh, my God. Come on. How, <laughs> how did that get passed? Um, but if I remember correctly, uh, this one, his eternity in Hades was he was floating in water 
and the the fruit was hanging from above him and whenever he reached for it he couldn't reach it and like when he would move lowered out of his, his way, head yeah yeah when he lowered his head to drink the water the the water level would go down with him so he could never reach the water to drink so he was yeah. always uh always hungry and thirsty and that was tantalus Absolutely, and source of the word tantalize, which is, I think, what Jason was referencing. Ah, mm. uh, so, yes. Yeah, this was tantalus, and yeah, he couldn't touch this, so that was just my... God damn it. Jacob, <laughs> I'm going to take you to see, like, Percy Jackson and the Olympians when I head to Louisville. <laughs> Please do. This is horrible. <laughs> they, they made a musical, The Lightning Thief. It's, um, it exists, and my kid loves it. I feel like I just want to, like, go find a Wikipedia article on all well, things myths and just yeah. listen to it all night jacob there's one that i know that you know i know and, and i hope have it's coming like, we have two left so i know might and i hope one. it's one of them because when it is i will scream the answer <laughs> there you all go. Right. well let's see if it's this one guy shares one spark of inspiration gets chewed out repeatedly for it <laughs> nope it's not this one <laughs> it's not this i was gonna say it's if it's this one i have no idea if it's this this, in terms of the phrasing that you've used to get people <laughs> to these answers this might be some of the most creative work i've seen in a very long time uh just ah uh, the the linguistic beauty of these um yeah spoiler alert i know this one too this this guy is the reason that uh rick sanchez can only call his his the second hardest working liver in the universe <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jacob, I'll take you off the uh, yeah, the, the rock on this one. Yeah. This is Prometheus. <laughs> take him off the rock, really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a absolutely Prometheus. He uh, he shared fire with man, and because of that, Zeus had him chained to a rock where he would get his liver chewed out of him repeatedly by vultures. So. And that sucks. Know, that's, that's yeah. Lovely. Yeah, I'd yep. rather have my liver destroyed through uh, taking swigs of Siesta Key Spice Rum. Who does not sponsor this podcast? yet but could <laughs> good reach want. out to us <laughs> um and your last question here so let's see if this one is jacob's one that he absolutely knows come on he's come on. so excited first unboxing video leads to hopelessness for everyone but the streamer <laughs> this, this isn't is what you were bad. expecting was no, it jacob it was not do you do you have this i think you can get this first unboxing video leads to hopelessness for everyone but the streamer I think you uh, got this, not... buddy. I got faith in you, man. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any mythology that has to do with a box? Uh, uh, Pandora? Yeah, that's Yay. it. It's Pandora. That's yep. it. So, yeah, um, yeah, is... the only two things that I am familiar with are Odysseus, uh, or I'm sorry, Orpheus, rather, excuse me. Okay. Orpheus, uh, going down to Hades. Way on down uh, to Hades story. Down. Way on down to Hades Town. And um, Medusa. Those are like the only two I'm familiar with. Okay. Yeah, we didn't touch on Perseus in this no. set, so fair enough there. Um, yeah, I, I love that the real subtle connection in that last one was hopelessness because the only thing left in Pandora's box after uh, all the, the ills of, of mortality in the world came out was literally hope. Mm-hmm. So everyone else was by definition <laughs> hopeless. Yeah. Uh, This was a delight of a round. Um, I I can say that having gone perfect on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this, yeah. You get into the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, and as we've learned, I've got problems. Uh, But Greek mythology, (laughs) it's... I can go all over that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those uh, rounds that you know, like literally, I just ran this round yesterday, so this was a uh, its second com its uh, comeback round. But uh, it's one that I really enjoy writing because I get to flex my creativity a little bit more because it's less straightforward. And I, I even talked about it on the show yesterday. Was that you know, it's one of those ways. It's fun to write because you get to be creative with it, but you still have to pin it well enough that it doesn't lead to, mm -hmm. you know, the only one I had where um, I had to double check that I had pinned it well enough in my writing was the Tantalus one, because I had one team that put Midas and I had to go just double check that. I was like, no, because he could still drink and stuff. He just had to use a cup. So it and it was uh, was one of those ones that I just had to double check. So that I didn't yeah, have to I don't. Give credit I don't remember one. if any of the the Midas legends talked about him wasting away because like food no. and drink would turn yeah. the gold on him. It stands to reason, but that absolutely yeah. was not like the core of that myth. Right. Exactly. So it's like, but it was one of those ones that I did do my double check on it just to be sure. But it's where, you know, it's one of those ones. It's kind of like your explain a film plot badly one. Mm -hmm. You still have to be able to. Um, pin it well enough but still make it entertaining so yeah so great job on the round i know jason you swept it i know jeff you had a lot of them and jacob you got pandora so and uh, the trojan horse he got that trojan, trojan horse, horse. Yeah, yeah we did get I know you there, my condoms so. it's good <laughs> all right it and sounds on that like note. <laughs> yeah it sounds like some natives may be restless so let's uh yeah, so. yeah we've been here far too long let's get on out of here uh jacob who you be what you do where can people find you I am Jacob Pine with Hindsight Trivia. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Hindsight Trivia or see me here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I have been Jeff with RMT Trivia. You can find me nowhere because I retired. But you can still follow me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all at, at RMT Trivia. Uh, I still show up and post things sometimes. Right. And I am Brittany, a.k.a. Ginny Pond on Twitch host of Ginny's Cozy Quiz, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Pond. that's G-I-N-N-Y-P-O-N-D, and you can find me at my new time on Sunday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central for Ginny's Cozy Quiz. And as for me, I'm Jason, uh, owner, proprietor, and occasional uh, paid worker at Liquid Courage Entertainment. Uh, you can find information about us on Facebook, facebook.com slash liquidcourage. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Facebook or twitch.com slash liquid underscore courage. You can send salacious feet pics to liquid courage on Snapchat. Uh, and if you want to talk to us as a whole, quadriviapod at gmail.com is the best email address to use. Send us ideas for upcoming episodes. Uh, send us anything you have uh, as far as keyword challenges or uh, commentary. If we get emails, we will read emails and then we don't have to think so hard. So send them. Uh, you can find us on other social medias, uh, Twitter and Facebook, both using the handle Quadrivia Pod. Of course, there's our website, quadriviapodcast.com, and we have Quadrivia at Patreon, where instead of me spending a bunch of money to uh, publish this episode every week, you could communism your way to owning a podcast of your very own. <laughs> In a sense, uh, you, you would feel the pride and accomplishment of unlocking advanced features like additional shows in the future. Uh, with that said, um, you know, Jeff, pick mm -hmm. a family member and have them do our outro. How about that? The the last time I did that, Charlie yelled at me. But let's see if I can get him down here. Hey, Charlie. Can you? Hey, he's going to yell at me again. You want to come? You want to come say that's that's all folks and say say bye to the podcast for us?
please don't lose your mind and just say goodbye, everybody. How was that? That's out, folks. That's not too bad. Good job. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. Why are you slapping my face? Because I want to. Go, go, go and get ready for bed. By the way, while we're detracted here, let me just throw out that my son, my 15-year-old, loves the statement that you uh, introduced me to, which is basically ska music is the sound a 15-year-old child's brain makes when he finds out he's getting mozzarella sticks with dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that analogy. <laughs>